millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Would you be the jerk for making somebody clean up some cat pee? We'll get into that in a bit, but first... Am I the jerk for forcing my daughter to return what she stole on her birthday? So I took my 13 year old daughter to the mall for her birthday with a few of her friends. I don't particularly like her friends but that's irrelevant. Anyway they were having fun. They bought some makeup and they tried on clothes. I bought them a couple of outfits each but nothing super expensive. Then I noticed my daughter pocketing a lip gloss. I got really mad. Usually I don't get mad and I asked her in a pretty loud voice what she was doing. She said nothing, and I made her turn out her pockets, and then I made her return it and apologize. A lot of people in the store were watching, and so were her friends. Luckily, the store people didn't make it a huge deal, and we left. We went home straight away after that, and after we dropped off her friends, my daughter was really angry with me. She said I ruined her birthday and that I could have scolded her for stealing the lip gloss later when we were alone. She said it didn't really matter that much and now her friends would tell everyone and they'd all look down on her. I remember middle school and how much it sucked. She might lose friends over this. Am I the jerk for not handling it in a quieter way? Simply put, no. I think the way OP handled it, although it was public facing, was probably one of the best ways to maybe hopefully disincentivize that kind of behavior in the future. Listen, yeah, it sucks if they're going to lose friends over this, but to be honest, you can make more friends by the time middle school all the way through high school is over. I think she'll survive, and she'll be better off without trying to rack up some kind of record for stealing. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for taking in my ex's dogs but not my homeless ex? My wife left me and our kids a couple of years ago. She wanted a different life than what we had. She bought a converted van and tried to become a van life influencer. She got some followers, but not as many as it takes to be able to live off of it, I guess. She's in the city right now and her van needs repairs. We're in the middle of a heat wave and she needs a place to stay for a week or two. This is only the second time in two years she has bothered to see our kids. I've done my best to make sure that they know that even though their mom is gone, it isn't because she doesn't love them. I said she was working far away. Even after the divorce, I made sure she could have all the visitation she wanted. She doesn't want to stay with her parents because they're very critical of her choice to leave. She doesn't want to stay at a hotel because it'll be a dent in her budget. I don't want her in my house because I don't want the kids to freak out when she leaves again. It's best if they see her in a neutral location. I volunteered to take her dogs so she could stay at a hostel. She said I was a jerk for not letting her stay in a house she helped pay for. I bought out her equity when we divorced. It wasn't that much. My parents said I should have let her stay. The woman I'm seeing said that she would have understood if I'd let her stay. I just know what it would do to my kids. To be honest, it's great that you allow as much visitation as possible. I just don't see any obligation to let her stay in your place. And especially if you have legitimate concerns about how it will negatively affect your children, I don't think that makes you the jerk as much as anybody wants to shame you. 
Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling someone she can survive without her husband for one night? Last night, my husband's friend's dad passed away in the middle of the night. Husband went over to stay with his friend for support. He called their other friend A who also lives nearby, but his wife B didn't permit him to sleep over. She said that she needed help with their one-year-old daughter. B lives with her husband and her in-laws, so she has plenty of help around the house. It's not like they were having a boys night. I told her that she can survive without her husband for one night in a joking manner. Today I woke up to an angry text saying how I was undermining her concerns and was rude to her. She keeps on insisting that it's hard for her as a new mother and I wasn't being considerate with my statement and there was so much nagging that I'm beginning to self-doubt the way I conducted myself as well. Edit. I agree that I am the jerk for speaking out of my mind when I should have kept my mouth shut, but y'all keep telling me I'm making assumptions about the wife with no evidence. That's simply untrue. We didn't meet yesterday and have known each other for years. It is indeed an unhappy arranged marriage where the wife had been controlling of the whole household including the in-laws. She has personally told me when my husband and I married that I needed to assert dominance within the first three days. So pardon me if I'm not a fan of her. I didn't realize I would have to narrate their whole family history in order to not get bashed. Poor OP obviously feels very pointed about being labeled a jerk here, but yeah, it's probably a situation where you're maybe not the jerk for thinking it, but if you go and say it, that's probably a bit too much. Our next story is, am I the jerk for hurting my friend's feelings at her engagement party? I never wanted this, my husband too, but life happened and now we care for my two little nephews, five-year-old twins. It was an easy decision for the both of us. I'm not saying I regret anything, but it's not easy, especially with little kids that are traumatized. Many of our friends, many who are child-free, have been great. They're especially understanding to the fact that, though we didn't give birth to them, we are now parents and the kids are our first priority. They also understand that we can't hire babysitters or ask anyone else to watch the kids due to several reasons. We had to skip one wedding, and another couple allowed us to bring the boys to their originally child-free wedding. Both couples were happy and there are no hard feelings between us. Now another friend is getting married and she knows what's up as well. When we declined her invitation to her engagement party that would just be adults due to alcohol and other kinds of adult activities, she called me and begged me to come. I said I'd try my best. My husband and I decided that he would watch the kids on his own while I went. While I was getting ready, the boys were watching me and they started to cry because they realized I was going out. This caused me to be late. I apologized to her and while she said it was okay, I could tell that she was slightly hurt. Regardless, I tried to have a good time with her and other friends. I didn't drink any alcohol but she kept trying to make me. Then my husband texted me a couple hours in saying that one nephew is refusing to eat and the other is screaming. I stepped outside for 10 minutes to call them and when the boys calmed down enough, I went back in. At this point, my friend looked angry. I'd apparently missed a speech. She said I ruined the night by stressing her out with my attitude. She even accused me of thinking that I was better than her because I'm a parent now and she isn't. I told her that isn't true and that I didn't mean to ruin her night, but I'm sorry. She told me to freak off and said something like, It's a few hours, those kids don't have to be on your mind all the time. And I was just going to leave, but I felt so insulted. 
I told her that she can't put her night being ruined on me, and I'm sorry she had a terrible night because I didn't drink and because I refused to forget about my kids for a couple hours, but her feeling hurt is not my responsibility and she can figure it out herself. She started crying, and our friends kindly told me to just leave. While they all understand my position, they think I should apologize because it's her party slash wedding, and I did hurt her after all. I haven't been thinking about this much, but I have some free time and I just got a text from said friend telling me that I'm uninvited from her actual wedding. Am I the jerk? Yeah, I really don't think OP's the jerk here. That's really her problem for being so caught up in what OP is doing. She sounds more needy for OP's attention than even the nephews do. And at least the nephews have an actual reason for wanting that attention. Our next story is, am I the jerk for canceling a weekend plans after I was told to mentor a boy? I had a very brief relationship with a woman named Carla that resulted in the birth of my now 8-year-old son Ashton. I'm gay and had never been with a woman. In fact, I'd never even kissed one until I met Carla. She had just gotten a divorce from her husband Chris because he wanted kids and she didn't. My relationship with Carla didn't last and confirmed that I'm definitely gay. We were both shocked that she got pregnant though. Anyways, we agreed to co-parent and signed a custody agreement that pretty much splits custody. Also, there's a first right of refusal in that agreement. Carla and Chris reconciled and remarried when Ashton was four. Personally, I like Chris. He's very good to my son. My son hugs and kisses him just as much as he does me. Chris doesn't turn down any chance to spend time with Ashton. I don't have to worry about Ashton if Chris is there, because he'll get him where he needs to get, bathe him, feed him, and he has endless patience. I really like that my son has these hands-on male caretakers. Carla was scheduled to have Ashton from Thursday to Sunday of this week. She mentioned that her cousin was in hospice, and she was flying to another state to be with her. I said you can't take Ashton out of state without my written consent. She said she wasn't taking him, Chris was going to watch him. I told her that this was news to me. We agreed that if either of us is unavailable, then the other parent needed to be notified and given the option to pick up more custody time. I'm obviously not going to turn down more time with my kid. She said that Chris had planned a four day vacation to a water park. I said I don't care. She said you know what, talk to him then. I got enough on my plate right now. So I did, and Chris said he didn't see the big deal and joked that there wasn't enough Ashton to go around. He then seriously suggested that I become a big brother so that he could spend more time with Ashton. I told him he got me freaked up and now I'm canceling this water park trip. He told me he was joking, but he wasn't. He asked me to go parent another kid so he can parent mine. I was taken aback by it. So Ashton is with me, and I feel bad for Chris, I really do, but between that comment and not going through me when Carla was going out of town, just angered me. I feel like I've been too nice. While I wholeheartedly agree with the basis that they should have gone to OP and cleared this and talked it through to begin with, I also think this is also a situation where you also need to put the kid first. I mean, let's be real, the kid probably really does want to go on that water park trip, But yeah, the situation should have been explained. Canceling the trip straight up and forcing the kid to be with you? Probably not going to make you a hero in Ashton's eyes, and I think that's what really matters the most here. Our next story is, would I be the jerk if I told my wife that her brother, wife, and baby cannot visit us for two weeks? My wife and I live on a seasonal tourist island in the Mediterranean, in a beautiful but small Spanish stone finca on a large orchard. My wife does not work, and I have a seasonal business. From March to October, I work insane hours. 
Average 12 hours a day, usually in split shifts with a siesta in the afternoon, where I usually come home, eat, have a power nap, and then back to work. This month, I'll do even more hours than usual, as August is peak tourist season. On the upside, in the winter, I don't need to work because I make all my money in the season, and my wife doesn't need to work at all. Due to my unusual schedule, and after my own family came to visit for two long weeks four years ago, I decided that having guests in our house for more than a week is just too much during the season. In winter, I'm fine with it. My workload plus having people staying that are on vacation is just too much for me. I need my downtime or I burn out. A week I enjoy, but any more and I just start getting frustrated and need my personal space back. My wife has some friends coming to stay the first week of September for four nights and I'm really looking forward to it. I know these girls and they're great fun, our kind of people, no problem. The other night, my wife said that her brother, his wife, and their toddler will come and stay the last two weeks of September, and I was a bit confused as we discussed our maximum one-week strategy many times before. I said that I'd love to have them for a week and reminded my wife that we already have guests a week before that. My wife starts to get upset with me and says, 10 days. I remind her that they also have an 18-month-old, our house is very far from child-friendly, we're child-free and that it'll just be too much for me right at the end of the season. She thinks I'm being a jerk because her brother needs a summer beach vacation and we haven't spent a lot of time with them since the baby was born, which is all true. I do really like brother-in-law and his family, but also they don't really speak much English and I don't speak their language. So it takes even more energy to deal with that from my side. So Reddit, would I be the jerk for enforcing the one-week stay rule or should I cave and keep the peace to my own detriment? My wife is pretty upset with me about it. Bring on the judgment. Personally, I'm not a very outgoing person either. I would probably get sick of having people over for longer than a week too. So I understand where OP's coming from and I think they have every right to express their desire to not have this go on and not be shamed and put down as some like heathen family hating freak. That said, at the end of the day, happy wife, happy life. Best of luck to OP. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my roommate that if she wants her boyfriend to move into our shared house, that he should pay one third of the rent? My roommate, 24 year old female, and I, 25 year old female, moved into a house together several months ago, and up until now everything has been completely fine. She's been with her boyfriend, 28 or 29 year old male, for a year or two, and initially they were going to move in together, but he changed his mind at the last minute. They've now decided that they want him to move into our shared house for the remaining six months of our tenancy, but they don't think it's fair to have him pay rent for those six months. All they've offered is for him to cover his share of the bills for water, electric, council tax, etc., of which he'll be the one mostly responsible for driving those bills up, as he'll be spending more time there working from home than me and my roommate. For context, our rent is a thousand pounds split between us, and the bills are only around 300 pounds total so he would be paying £100 of our total 1300 rent and bills. His job also involves constant loud calls, so I would struggle working from home at the same time due to the noise. He would be sharing a bedroom with her and there is a spare, smaller bedroom, currently used as a dressing room, that was offered for him to use as his office, which he refused. When I said that I would be fine with him moving in on the condition he pays one-third of the rent, both my roommate and her boyfriend have become very standoffish, and have sent me messages where they've essentially said, 
I'm a hypocrite because I lived at my auntie's house during COVID lockdown rent-free when my plans to move in somewhere fell through on the day with all of my things in the van. I spend a lot of time... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm and my boyfriends anyway, so why do I even care if he moves in? I've personally affronted them by suggesting that he pays a third of the rent, made me out to be greedy and putting money above my friendship with both of them. The weirdest part is they both have the stance of suggesting that I'm going through something mentally and that by doing this, I'm pushing them and all my friends away. They've also condescendingly wished me luck in getting through whatever I'm going through and hoping I get better soon. I've offered to vacate my part of the tenancy so he can move in with her and I can move in with my boyfriend, but they're not interested in that either. Even though that way they both get to live together and I can remove myself from this situation that has gotten very uncomfortable. Another important note is that the boyfriend has a very well-paying job and is from a wealthy family and is in no way struggling financially. If he were to move in, I'd be earning the least out of everyone there. Even if he were to move in and pay one third of the rent, he would still be paying less than he did for his previous house and more than likely less than any other place he could find in the area we live. Am I the jerk? I could understand minimally their argument where, well, we're sharing a bedroom so we shouldn't have to pay a third of the rent, but it also goes beyond just the bedroom. I mean, is he going to be using everything else as essentially a third partner in this living situation? Is he going to use the kitchen just as much as anybody else would? or whatever living room if there's a setup like that? If so, they're using that place just as much as everybody else. He's not just staying cooped up in the shared bedroom and not interfering with anything. And yeah, he should probably pay at least a fourth. The whole you're going through something thing also is kind of off-putting. If anything, I would say OP should probably start to find a way to get out of that situation where they're not on the hook anyways. This next story is, am I the jerk for blackmailing my brother into not proposing to his girlfriend at my wedding? My, female 27, brother 24 and I were raised in a very traditional Southern Baptist household. I got married two weeks ago and it went off without a hitch. 
It was a beautiful ceremony and the reception was a lot of fun for everyone, I think. The only thing that could have messed it up was my brother. He wanted to ask his girlfriend, Sarah, 27, to marry him at the reception during his speech welcoming my husband to the family. My dad passed away last year and I thought it would be good to have my brother do the honors. Thank God he told me his idea beforehand. My brother didn't know that Sarah, who is one of my best friends, had already told me that she was pregnant. My brother is a youth pastor at our church. Sarah is the choir director. Everyone looks up to them. I told him that if he had the audacity to try and include himself in my day, the response to his speech would be me toasting his new baby. He was furious that I knew about it and that I would leverage it against him. I saw red. I said that if he and his girlfriend were willing to go against our beliefs, then I had no problem calling him out. Our fight got loud enough that our mom came in to break it up. I kept my mouth shut despite wanting to blab right there and then. Like I said, my wedding went perfectly, and my brother proposed to his girlfriend privately at a beautiful little spot in the hotel grounds after we left the reception. Sarah thanked me for my discretion and for convincing my idiot brother not to try and horn in on my day when I got back from my honeymoon. We all had dinner with my mom last night, and my brother is still salty about the situation though. When I spoke with him to congratulate him on his engagement, he said I was petty to keep him and Sarah from having a moment in the sun. I said that there were a thousand more appropriate places for him to propose, and that he chose well. Yeah, I really don't blame OP at all. If they're open to it, it's a perfectly fine thing, but it would be very tacky to surprise anybody with a proposal at a wedding. It's hard to plan a more bigger stealing somebody else's thunder and attention type action. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my best friend what my girlfriend was saying about him and his wife? Hiya, I've, male 32, known my best friend since kindergarten. He got married a couple of years ago. His wife is cool but can be a bit loud and extra sometimes. My girlfriend and I were together for 8 years. I loved her and absolutely adored her. Our relationship was already stressed towards the end. I have my faults that I can admit to, but I can't shake off the possibility that maybe I was the final straw. I'm not going to give away my ex-girlfriend's profession but she did art on the side. My best friend had a pretty good marketing job and had actually been doing a sort of advising consulting thing for her employer for free. Like I said, his wife can be a little extra. I don't care because they're obviously happy together, and I'm happy for them. She knows when and where to be chill and respectful though. She's not just loud all of the time. My ex-girlfriend would make fun of them after we'd hang out. Full on hateful personal attacks. I would ask her to stop when she wouldn't let up. She broke up with me after our first couples therapy session. She said she was having problems with herself and needed to see her own therapist. Okay, whatever, cool, I'm honestly cool with it. We were still living together, so she had an art show coming up. It was a big one and there would be some important folks showing up. She told me it would be a great networking opportunity. I get that. So she sent out invites to everyone including me, my friend and his wife. They live an hour and a half away. The night before her show, she sat down next to me, laughed and said, So I need you to babysit your friend's wife tomorrow and that I need to get them out of there as soon as possible and go out to eat or something. She then told me that she doesn't want to hear his wife's loud voice or see her stupid hair or see her little happy dances or see her stupid face. And then she said she doesn't want to hear my friend's droning voice all night. She said that is my only job for that night. 
I reminded her that my friend is helping her company for free. It went on and on the entire time she was doing an overly exaggerated impression of my friend's wife. I called my friend and told him that maybe we should skip the show and I'll drive up and hang out. He somehow knew something was wrong, so I just told him the truth. The next day, my now ex, remember, girlfriend asked what time we'd be showing up. I told her we wouldn't be showing up because of how she acted last night. She flips out and starts screaming and throwing stuff and said I planned this on purpose to inflict maximum damage before her art show. I didn't intend that at all. Anyway, she said that was the worst betrayal ever and she moved out a few days later. Maybe it was. Was I the jerk? Or is it just a crappy situation where there wasn't a good outcome? I definitely feel guilty about something though. Maybe we could have worked out if I didn't do that? Yeah, I definitely don't think OP's the jerk. I think they found themselves in a very no-win situation. How do you just go and control somebody in this situation? This next story is, am I the jerk for making my wife clean up cat pee while she has company over? My wife adopted two kittens she found in our yard. I'm not a cat person, and I was very apprehensive about this whole thing. Before I agreed to let them in the house, I laid out specific ground rules. I was very direct and even put it in writing in a text so we could refer back to it. My stipulations included that I would not in any way lift a finger to help take care of the cats. Now, that might sound a bit harsh, but I do not want cats. I have a full plate at work. I do a lot of helping out with my young kids and taking care of the house. On top of that, I've been the one primarily taking care of my dog for the last 14 years. I love that dog, but she needs a lot of care in her senior years. All of this together, I'm just tired. Adding one more thing to my plate just isn't healthy. Today I was sitting down watching TV and I noticed the cat peed right next to me. My wife had a girlfriend over and they were in the other room chatting. I asked her to come into the room and there I showed her the cat pee and asked her to clean it up. She was furious that I interrupted her and didn't just do it myself. I know it wouldn't have been a big deal for me to just clean it up this one time, but I was clear about the expectations, and I didn't want this one time to turn into a normal thing. So, internet strangers, am I the jerk for making my wife clean it up? Edit, I love the discussion here, even the shade. To clarify the piece most of you latched onto, I don't babysit my kids. I was merely trying to point out that I'm an active participant in the household. Unfortunately, many of my gender still think it's okay to provide financially and do nothing else, which is BS. While my wife doesn't work, we still split chores and are actively involved in our kids' lives. At the behest of many of you, I'm going to begin caring for the cats when situations like these arise. In hindsight, it seems petty not to, and if nothing else, I'll do it because I love my wife. I'll still expect her to take primary care for them. But I can do minor things like this when it's inconvenient for her to do so. Cheers. I think OP can feel as upset and stressed out about it as they want. Curse that cat for choosing now of all times to make this mess, where I'm gonna have to clean it up because company is over. But yeah, it's just to help out, you do it because you care thing. Going in there, in front of company and saying, your cat peed, you clean it up, right now, just not a cool look. Our next story is, am I the jerk for crying causing a wedding to be called off? I'm 31 year old female, I have a friend named Anna, 35 year old female, and Alex, 33 year old male, has a 7 year old daughter named Frankie, who has a severe peanut allergy. Alex is very protective of Frankie and takes great precautions to ensure her safety. 
One day, Anna and I decided to go to a restaurant and we informed Alex beforehand. He explicitly told us to make sure that there were no peanuts in the food. Unfortunately, in the midst of ordering our meals, I completely forgot about Frankie's allergy and she ended up eating something with peanuts in it. This resulted in Frankie having a severe allergic reaction and requiring immediate medical attention. Upon learning about the incident, Alex understandably became angry and upset. He directed his frustration towards me and Anna, stating that we should have asked about the presence of peanuts in the food. Furthermore, he expressed that he no longer wanted me around Frankie if we couldn't be more responsible. I busted out in tears. This argument escalated, leading to a major fight between Anna and Alex and ultimately causing their wedding to be called off. Now, both friends and family are placing the blame on me, stating that Anna and I should have been more cautious and that I ruined the wedding because I'm an idiot who doesn't listen. Yeah, I think OP is the jerk in the situation. If they said to you, hey, make sure to watch out for a peanut allergy, and you go, well, I just I completely forgot about it. That just doesn't fly, I'm sorry. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not being an active grandparent? I, male 47, have a son Jake, male 26, who has his own son Mike, male 5. Jake's mother and I only had a short-term relationship and it was an accidental pregnancy. To be blunt, I never wanted to be a parent, particularly not at 21. However, Jake's mother did and it wasn't my decision. Although we've always kept the peace, things have always been icy between us due to that. However, I always try to do right by Jake. I would have him every other weekend, and for a month during the summer, would do my best to deliver on anything he asked of me, treated him kindly, and tried to be a good father. Then at a certain point, his mother married a guy Jake hated and I had him move in with me once he was 13. I won't lie, I wasn't cut out to be a parent. I love Jake, but I just hated parenting. I did it anyway since he was my son. We have a very good relationship and I've never shirked any responsibility to him. Jake also became a father at 21, however he was all for it and is happily married to Mike's mother. I also got him into my electrician's union and had him set up on some good jobs, so he was on much, much better footing than I was for a child. Back then we had a long talk and I told him, Jake, being a parent is a very, very different life. It is hard, exhausting, and on a day to day basis, you don't really get to do what you want to do very much. It will be a very long time before you don't have that kind of responsibility anymore. Then the conversation turned to how I'd help him. I told him no, I'm retired from parenting. I'm turning back to my own life. He has his own home, union job, is engaged, and adult enough to decide to have a baby. He's the adult now, he's the parent. I'll be around if there are any emergencies, obviously I'll do what I can, but I won't be an active grandparent. I've largely held to it. I've been doing a lot of traveling, I have a girlfriend, hobbies, and to be blunt, I'm doing all the things I didn't get to do in my 20s. Do I see Jake and his family? Yes. However, I rarely agree to babysit. Jake resents that I don't go to Mike's games, they tend to conflict with my weightlifting club, and that I'm pretty hands-off with Mike. Things came to a head last week when Mike had a baseball tournament, and I refused to go because I had plans to take a scuba class with my girlfriend, which admittedly could be rescheduled. I didn't tell Jake this, but I spent so many Saturdays bored out of my skull watching Little League when Jake was little. I always cheered loudly, was crazy supportive, and never let on that it was like watching paint dry. But this is no longer my responsibility, so I told him, Jake? 
I spent 20 years parenting. That's enough. He then yelled at me that I'm always jetting around, playing like a teenager and not putting him first. I told him that no, I wasn't. I did that for 20 years to get him on his feet as an adult. I've done that and can go back to prioritizing my own life. I struggle with this one because personally I just cannot relate with the circumstances in here. I just don't have the parental experience to be able to say this guy is a jerk for raising their kid as best as they could and then wanting to live their life. Is what they're going to do probably going to create a lot of animosity between their kids and maybe even grandkids? Probably. But does that make them the jerk for not prioritizing their life around their kids and grandkids? I don't think so. I'd like to know what you guys think. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy am I the jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 